So our purpose at the Solomon Foundation, basically, why do we host these events? Why do we host this event? Why do we host an event for your executive pastors? Uh, number one is we care about your church. We really do care about what's happening in your church, and we feel a relationship with you is ultimately going to help you grow your church, um, and so that's very, very important to us. Uh, number two, we do care about you. Uh, we really feel that relationships with all the pastors uh, in this room is very important to the expansion of the kingdom and expansion of the Solomon Foundation. Because here's the thing, people ask me all the time, why is the Solomon Foundation growing at the rapid rate it is? The reason it's growing at the rapid rate it is is because of every one of you, okay? See, my job, our job is to keep up with all of you, all right? Why are the mainline denominational funds dying or declining? Because their churches are dying and declining. So our job at the Solomon Foundation is we want to keep up with you and we want to give you the tools uh, to move to the next step. Uh, we also care about your staff. You know, one of the great additions to our staff was Ken Eidelman, and in that process, Ken's, one of his major functions is to help you add staff. If you have a staff issue, if you need to add staff, you need to find people, Ken is a, a resource for you that you can get to with one phone call. So we really do care about your staff. Uh, we also care about your elders, all right? Because we feel churches are healthy if they have good, solid elderships. Uh, and we know how difficult that situation is today. We know the challenges that you have. We fully understand that. And we want to come alongside you to really help you get through that process. Positive or negative, we want to make sure you guys have good, healthy elderships in your church. If you haven't started an eldership because you're a new church, let us come alongside you and help you do that because it's important that you have that healthy balance of good leaders. You know, a lot of young pastors tell me, well, why do I need elders? And you know what I answer them? Why don't you have elders? Okay, because here's the thing. If you're kind of out there on your own and you're doing your own thing and you get into trouble or there's issues that are going on in your church, who do they come after? They come after you. If you've got a healthy eldership, who's covering your back? Your eldership. So we feel it's very, very important that we want to come along and we care about your elders. Uh, so the basic thing is we care about the people in the church and we want to see the church grow. Uh, many of you have heard these numbers, but you know, Solomon Foundation, we just celebrated um, our eighth birthday and in that eight years, we've helped over 240 churches, 240 churches across the United States and one church in Eastern Europe. When, when we made the loan or originated and closed the loan to every one of those 240 churches, we looked at what their attendance was. Those 240 churches averaged about 65,000 people in church every Sunday. 
We then took a snapshot at the end of 2018. Those same 240 churches had 130,000 people in church. We, we think that the churches that we've helped build facilities probably had close to 225,000 people in them for Easter. But to go from 65,000 to 130,000, that's 100% growth. And there's a chunk of those churches, 40 of them, that are what? Still under construction. They haven't gotten that full expansion process until their building is done and they get moved in. But I know you guys all know this number, but here's the bottom line. The churches that we've helped have baptized over 18,500 people. And that's what motivates our staff each and every day to get up and help the next church get to the next step. I, I want to talk about three uh, areas today. Number one, I want to talk about encourage, okay? Why do we encourage? Well, in John 15, 13, it says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend, all right? Our motivation at the Solomon Foundation is to not be your lender. Now, we are your lender, but that's secondary. Okay, our motivation is we want to have a partnership with you and we want to make sure that we get to know you. We don't want to get to know you so we know what's going on in your church. We want to get to know you because we, at the Solomon Foundation, we want a relationship. We want a partnership, so that's important to us. So we encourage, number one, our staff encourages you. Uh, number two, our board encourages you. I mean, how, look, look, I want to show hands of this because this is important for everybody in the room to know. How many in this, how many people in this room have been encouraged by a board member of the Solomon Foundation? Look around the room. That's the vast majority of this room. How many financial institutions do you know in America where the board has influence over the people that they serve. The vast majority of boards of financial institutions don't even know who their customers are, okay? So that's an important thing. Our board encourages you. Number three is you all encourage one another. We talk to churches all the time and we hear about these stories about how all the interaction that you all have that encourages each other. I'm working on a major transaction in the Atlanta area, and I went to a, a, a major donors or major givers uh, a meeting recently in Atlanta, and um, I'm meeting with the elders. And unbeknownst to me, they said, yeah, we, we, uh, we're really encouraged. I said, tell me what that means. They go, we actually got like this four-page letter from Steve Wingfield in St. Louis telling us why we should work with you. I never even called Steve Wingfield to ask him to do that. Why? I didn't need to because I knew if they called Steve, he'd, he'd give us a good recommendation. But the bottom line is he took the time to do that. So we think it's important uh, that, that the fact that growing the kingdom, that you encourage one another. Um, and I have to be very open with you. You all encourage us. I mean, our staff gets motivated when we, we hear the stories that are going on across the country. 
Uh, this latest wave of, of move-ins and in December were just incredible excitement uh, around our staff uh, to hear some of the great stories from the refinery uh, to Ecclesia and, and all the churches across the country. Uh, in 2018, the Solomon Foundation opened 29 new facilities. Now let's put that in perspective. Simple math tells me if there's 52 weeks in a year, that means that every other Sunday in America, there was a new project opening across the country that was a partnership with the Solomon Foundation. Um, that's an incredible, you know, I, I had really never looked at it that way, but when I saw that 29, I thought, wow, that's like one every other Sunday. You know, there are some Sundays where there's two or three, and then we'll go three or four weeks, but, but the bottom line is 29 new projects open. We also want a resource, okay? So what does resourcing mean? You can go to the dictionary and look at that. I look at the, the definition of resource, meaning it's our job to provide you services, both hard services, hard asset services, and soft asset services, that are gonna expand your ministry, okay? Financial, accounting, loans, uh, discipleship, networking, all those things are important, and we wanna make sure that we resource everything we can to help you get to the next step, core value number four at the Solomon Foundation. So what does that mean? Special services, construction, uh, our regional team, access to the, to the CEO. Um, I think you all know, um, I published my cell number. I published my cell number uh, to every person that wants it um, since 1995, all right? I used to pu publish my home number, but guess what? I don't have a home phone anymore. So like most of us in America, uh, but the bottom line is I want to make sure people have access to me, all right, at all times. But special services, uh, construction, I mean, I don't have to go into detail on this because our construction team, Bill and, and, um, and Tom and Joe in the office, uh, they do such an exceptional job of helping you save money and protect the church in that, that uh, area. Uh, and we want to connect you uh, with people that can help. So let me give you an example of that. Years ago, I had a pastor who was getting ready to build his first major building. They were running seven or 800, and he came to me and he said, yeah, we're gonna hire the architect that built Southeast in Louisville. I said, whoa, time out. Don't you think you should go hire the architect that built the church that's running 2,000 to 5,000 versus the one that's running 20,000? Uh, because our strategy is we feel we want to connect you with the next level of leaders, the next level of consultants, the next level of architects and others that can come in and help you. Uh, that church ended up designing a building that was totally over budget. It, it had four or five million dollars of cost overruns. And the bottom line is they built the wrong building. Why? Because they thought they were going to instantly go from 1,000 to 20,000 when they should have been looking at going, what, 1,000 to 3,000. So we want to make sure we connect you with people that can help you. We also tell churches all the time, and several of you have gone through this process, where 
Um, you'll ask me, how large of a building should I build? Okay? Now, there's very few times that I tell churches exactly what they should build. The one time I did was Ecclesia, because they had someone else that told them they needed to build 12,000 square feet, and I instantly looked Matt in the eye and I said, no, you need 30,000 square feet. If you build 12,000 square feet, you'll be in trouble because you'll move in the building and have no room to grow. All right, so we built 30,000 square feet and they went from 240 people a week to over 1,000 people a week in less than 90 days, okay? Um, but usually what we do is we say, we're, we say one simple phrase, road trip, all right? So if a church comes to us and says, we don't know what we need to build, we connect those churches with churches that are the next step ahead of them so they can go learn from them and then come back to our office and say, hey, we need to build X number of square feet. Case in point for me, uh, recently this last couple years was East Point in Portland, Maine. They said to us, I said, how many square feet do you need? I said, we need 30,000 square feet. And I said, road trip. So they went to three different locations, came into the office in Denver, sat in my office, and I said, how many square feet do you need? 95,000. Okay? We built 95,000. And that church is more than, almost, it's almost tripled in size in a year and a half. Because they needed that space, we knew how to get them there. And the bottom line is, we're not here to tell you what to do. What we want to make sure is we partner in helping you get the resources you need to get to the next step. Um, and we're all in. We're all in to expand your ministry. We want to make sure ministry is the key point in everything we do at the Solomon Foundation. Um, I think I have a short video here. Before I play this video, I want to give a, a little perspective. Uh, Shannon, where's Shannon? Shannon, there you are. So Shannon, um, Doug Fultz in our office, decided that, uh, hey, he kept pushing me. you got to go meet this guy named Shannon Lovelady in, in Atlanta. So he really pushed Shannon to have a meeting with me. And Shannon will admit, he didn't want to meet with me. Am I, am I right? I didn't want to meet with this guy. But Doug Fultz kept pressing him. And we met at, at one of his employees is a banker in town. And we actually met at the bank. And from that meeting, we formed a relationship that's been one of the best relationships we have at the Solomon Foundation. And basically, we just came in and said, this is what we think we can do. Uh, and anyway, here's a short video. One of the things I appreciate most about the Solomon Foundation, and I can specifically say in my relationship with Doug Crozier, um, is uh, that he does what he says he's going to do. Um, from day one, from the very first time I met him, he said, here's what I can do, um, and here's what I can't do. Um, do you want to move forward with that? And, and from day one, uh, his word has been golden. Um, when it comes time to fill out the paperwork, it's always exactly what he told us it would be, or better <laughs> for us. And so. I want to encourage you guys, if you're wondering, uh, can I trust the Solomon Foundation? I cannot think of a better uh, organization um, to invest your finances in, both for your return and the return for the kingdom. Thirdly is we want to connect. 
The key thing we want to be able to do with you is we want to help you connect. Through our network of relationships, we've talked about that. When guys come to me and say, hey, I need help in this area, we can give recommendations. We don't say, hey, you need to go see this guy. You need to go see this guy. We'll say, hey, here's the people you should go contact, and we'll make sure that we connect you. Secondly, we connect through the Christian standard and the lookout, okay? Many of you know we own the Christian Standard and the Lookout. Uh, that was not an easy decision for the Solomon Foundation board to make. Because again, we didn't want to get out of our lane. But we felt this magazine, that was so important to save these magazines, because I can tell you this, as an insider who made the acquisition, the Christian Standard wasn't on a slow decline. It was like the challenge slide out there. It was on a free fall. All right? And we purchased it. Uh, we restructured it under Jerry Harris's leadership and the team that he put together. We've revitalized this magazine. And, and I would encourage you, in your packets, you have a card. You can actually go online now and subscribe to the Christian Standard and the Lookout free. It doesn't cost you anything. So you and all your leaders should, should at least get that subscription. It doesn't cost you anything. And the information in that is great. And our goal is to be able to connect you uh, through the stories and the standard and the lookout so that you can expand your ministry. Uh, the lookout, if you call the Solomon Foundation offices on Friday morning at 9 o'clock Mountain Time, there won't be anybody answer the phone because our staff is in Bible study from 9 to 10 every Friday. And guess what they're using? The Lookout. Okay, It's a great resource uh, for your staff. It's a great resource for your small groups. And it's a great way for you to uh, connect. Uh, we can connect you with others who have been where you are at and are going. We talked about that earlier. And the bottom line is what we want to do is continually connect you with people that can help you get to the next step, depending on the step that you're in with your church. If you're struggling let us help you connect. It's not just we connect you in the good times. We want to make sure that you network and we can con connect you uh, with others. So what drives the Solomon Foundation? This is a chart that I just put together, and I'm going to talk more in detail about this tomorrow in my, my, uh, my session. But the bottom line, what drives the Solomon Foundation, everything starts with deposits. All right? So just be ready. Tomorrow we're going to talk about deposits. Because we cannot do anything without all of you and your churches and the people in your churches depositing funds at the Solomon Foundation. We can't originate loans unless we have what? Deposits. That's what drives this engine. And so we're on a goal this year to raise $160 million of deposits. Now, our team is uh, doing a great job. The first quarter, we raised $45 million in cash. Record first quarter for us. I don't think anyone in the, I, I know no other fund in the restoration movement has ever accomplished that. So we're on pace to get to that $160 million. Secondly is, it's paying it forward. 
All right, so what does that mean, paying it forward? The bottom line is, I can look around this room and know that the most churches that have a loan with the Solomon Foundation, if they have a $10 million loan, their congregation and members probably have about $2 million on deposit. So what does that mean? How did we fund your $10 million loan? We funded that because people before you, raised, we raised the money from others to fund your project. So my challenge to all of you is, I want you to pay it forward so that we can help the next church get funded. Now, I'm not asking you to raise, if you have a $10 million loan, I'm not asking you to raise $10 million in deposits. I'd love for you to do it. But here's the thing. If you can raise the bar another two or three million and we have 100 of those churches do that, what happens? We expand the kingdom by being able to help more churches. Of course, the other key factor in that is, is that we produce a solid audit every year uh, and our offering circular every year that obviously is very, very important to the operations of the Solomon Foundation. And it's, it's very prudent for us to do that. From a regulatory basis, we file our offering circular in all 50 states. Uh, we're getting ready to, to release our new offering circular here in the next couple of weeks once we clear a few more states. And the bottom line is uh, we want to make sure our investors know exactly what the financial condition of the Solomon Foundation is. And we use a top 10 audit firm now to do that. On the bottom side, everything starts with the staff, okay? Because they're the ones doing all the work, okay? These people in Denver and across the country, they're processing all kinds of transactions every day, all right? So, so just to kind of give you a, a feel, uh, on the investment side, our staff in Denver is processing an average of 437 transactions a day, okay? People moving money in, people moving out, people moving money from account to account, uh, all those things that has to be done to keep an efficient organization. So it all starts with the staff. Secondly, then, it flows to the leadership team for us as a leadership team to put in what we feel are the right governing situations to make sure that our staff operates properly. And thirdly, it's accountability for the board to keep us accountable on the leadership team uh, for everything that we do. So this is what drives the Solomon Foundation. It all starts with deposits. Deposits, deposits, deposits. So my emphasis this year is mainly deposits and raising equity, but deposits, uh, for me, that's my sole uh, major emphasis right now at the Solomon Foundation. So we stand behind you. Our fourth core value is uh, we want to help churches get to the next step, and uh, we want to partner with you. So uh, let's grow the kingdom together. Um, and we just want to make sure we can help more churches expand uh, across the United States. So tomorrow I'm going to talk a little bit more about the deposit side and how all of your churches can really buy into this and really help us raise this $160 million that we need to raise this year to go help uh, 60 to 70 more churches, okay?
right now give you an example. We have what's called we have what's called our loan pipeline, which means we take the loans that are currently in construction and are being funded during construction. We take the loans that are being underwritten and ready for approval. We take the loans that are approved and not closed. And the total is every morning when we get up, we know in the next 12 months we have to find $100 million. All right? That doesn't scare us. Uh, because that's what we're supposed to go do. But the bottom line is we have this huge pipeline of activity that we want to make sure we can fund those loans and keep us growing to help churches expand even further. So thank you very much, and we're going to move on to the, the next uh, session. Thank you very much.